How you doing, Super Scoreboard fans? This is Stephen Mill from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. If you like what you hear from this week's episode, you can subscribe to our very own channel by searching for the Big Scottish Football Podcast via your regular podcast provider. Or you can give us a follow on Twitter as well, at Big Football Scott. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you again for taking the time to listen to our latest episode. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? You alright? I'm not too bad, actually. I yeah. can't believe I've had to come to Edinburgh to our studios here. Yeah, I know. It's a wee trip for you today. It was nice, though. Yeah. It's a nice sunny day. Yeah, did you drive in? I drove I drove, I, I drove in. Right. And I, you don't drive in, do you? I don't drive in. I drove in. Yeah, you drove in because yeah. it's past tense. Correct. It's going to be a cracking episode anyway. <laughs> it's episode 12. What a start. <laughs> the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Uh, so we'll look back on the weekend in the SPFL and preview a massive playoff match for the Scotland women's national team as well. So can I can yeah. I say ask something before I go any further? Yeah. So I went to Starbucks before uh, I came up to the studio here in Edinburgh. You often do. And I got myself a flat white, which I don't normally get. That's not really a coffee, is it? I don't know anything about coffee. Genuinely, I don't even know what a flat white is. That's it there, it's in a week up. I, I can see that, but I don't know what it consists of, the actual It's liquid. coffee and milk. Coffee and milk. So it's, just a, it's a white coffee. It's a white coffee. Right, okay. Is that a real coffee? I'm not sure there is a real I don't coffee. Dr- I don't drink coffee, so... I also got some butter shortbread biscuits. See, shortbread doesn't do it for me, I'm afraid. Absolutely does not with do it a hot it cup me. of tea or a hot cup of coffee, there's nothing better than a shortbread biscuit no. to go with your coffee. It's you're amazing. often wrong, you and Cameron, and you're wrong again mm. on that one. So we'll check in if Scottish football were spooky. Uh, look ahead to Rangers, Celtic, Hearts in Europe this week again and celebrate how easy our Euro 2024 group is after <sighs> getting into pot two. It was definitely worth it. And remember, you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter as well. You can get us at Big Football Scott and we're on Instagram and and Facebook, just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast and you'll find us no bother at all. Right, let's get into the podcast then. As always, we'll look back on the weekend's action first. Where would you like to start, you and Cameron? Where do I start this weekend? I'd rather not talk about hearts today. No, we will talk about hearts because <sighs> it's quite funny. Did uh, you watch the highlights of that game yesterday? Yeah, and I thought that it was funny because Craig Gordon, who... <laughs> A brilliant goalkeeper. I think a great goalkeeper. Probably the, the best Scottish goalkeeper of the last 20 years, I would say, consistently. I know Al McGregor is also very, very good as well, before you start shouting at me. But... No, I'd say McGregor's a better keeper. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, aye. Okay, right. They're both Gen- very, Generally they're, speaking, because I think that McGregor's, although not brilliant with his feet, he's better than Craig Gordon, as was proved yesterday. Exactly. But having said that, and I've said on this podcast before, and I've said on the big Saturday football show, I hate plastic pitches with a passion. So you're blaming the plastic pitch? I am blaming that Not plastic pitch. Not the fact pitch. that no. Craig Gordon plays football like he's just been given feet that day. No, no. That's the plastic pitch. If that's on a grass pitch, he doesn't make that mistake. Uh, famously, grass pitches are never slippy and people don't fall over on them yeah, at but all. Yeah, but there's, you wear studs and you get a yeah. grip, mm. right? I know nobody, nobody's ever slipped on a grass pitch before. I'm telling you right now, that plastic pitch caused him to slip yesterday. Yep. That doesn't happen if he's playing at Tynecastle, if he's playing at Easter so, Road, so ju- if he's just playing to clarify, at Ibrox. Just to clarify. Yes, you can, I'll clarify it for you. I'll you, clarify. If, if you've not no, got, nobody's ever if, slipped on a, if, a, a if, grass pitch. If you've not got the right... Footwear, 
on a grass pitch, you may slip, which is why sometimes you will see players during a game change their footwear because maybe there's been a downpour or something and the studs that they're wearing aren't good enough. They might be wearing them old days and they may need to go to the the, 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 the proper studs yeah. to get a bit more mm. of a grip and, in and the, the running. And that completely eliminates people slipping and falling over, does it? Right. I'm so, like, so, so, so Steven, people who Steven, wear studs Steven, on the grass pitch never fall you, over. You, you play football, don't you? I've played football. Yep. You've played football. Yep. The difference between playing on grass and 3G is remarkably different, mm-hmm. right? I have always found when I played on 3G, on played on artificial surfaces, it was more slippery underfoot than That's it was. That's because you weren't you wearing the correct footwear. So you're suggesting that Craig Gordon wasn't wearing the correct footwear yesterday? That's his fault. But I, no, I, that's not the plastic, it's the plastic pitch. Plastic pitch it is. Why are you defending plastic pitches? They shouldn't be anywhere near the top flight of Scottish football. We've got Livingston and we've got Kilmarnock. Is anybody else in the top flight with a plastic pitch? No. I think it's just those two. And you've got Hamilton, who are obviously in the championship as well. Yeah, you've got a few in the championship. Yeah. I think there should be a rule in place that plastic pitches must be abolished if you qualify or you get promoted or if you're playing in the top flight of Scottish football. If Craig Gordon wasn't wearing slippers yesterday, then he wouldn't have fallen over. You're just um, you're just playing devil's advocate here to I'm try not, and noise I'm me not, up. I'm not. You are. That, 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 okay, do you agree with plastic pitches in top flight Scottish football? Why not? So why don't they have them in English Premiership? Why don't they have them in Serie A? Why don't they have them in La Liga? Why did we have them in Scotland? Why well, do we allow th- th- these plastic pitches in Scotland? I think there's, I think there's Scotland? also a climate element as well. Like, all those oh, places... Well, well, then why don't we all just have them then? Well, why don't we just have them... Why don't we just get them at Tyne Castle, East Road, Ibrox and Parkhead? Stop it. I well, mean, absolute nonsense you're talking. Well, Italy... Well, it's not only Italy us don't get cold England winters. Gets, of course Italy get cold winters. No, they not do. as bad as us. England get just as bad as winters as we do. Not, not really. They, they do. I've never had to wear a jacket in London. You ever been in London and had to wear a jacket? I've no. It's roasting all the time. <laughs> it's roasting all the time. It is. It's roasting all the time in London. So what you're telling me is mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with a plastic pitch. No. There's something wrong with Craig Gordon's feet. <laughs> like you you're picking on the wrong thing here. That's Craig Gordon's fault. That's not the plastic pitch. How did he fault. Get, how's it his fault? Go and explain it to me. Go and, go and explain what happened in that well, moment. I'm, I'm saying it was unf- I would say it was unfortunate for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not really um he didn't mean to do it. As he I goes get, to pull his foot back to strike that, the ball, he slips. And that could happen on a grass pitch. No, it's more likely to happen on a plastic pitch than on a grass pitch. That's the point I'm making here. But I'm looking at the bigger picture. Forget what happened to Craig Gordon yesterday. I'll give you two examples. I'm telling you right now. I'll give you two examples. No top league in Europe okay. would I'll... ever consider allowing any club in their top division to have a plastic pitch. That's it. Not a deb- There's not even a debate in that. Do you ever see it happening in La Liga where they've got Barcelona and Real Madrid turning up to play somebody on a plastic pitch? It's never going to happen. It's never going to be passed through. Why are we allowing it here in Scotland? Why? Go and give me a right good reason why. They're never going to have Liverpool and Salah and Nunez no, and Jota and all that turning com- up. You're comparing apples and oranges I'm asking you the question, why are you defending plastic pitches? Because there's nothing wrong with them. Right, They're so- fine. They're generally fine. If that's the case, that's my point. Why don't they have them more widespread? It's because they're pish. No, it's in other countries. that In Sweden, they do. Denmark, Norway, they all have plastic pitches. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. What's wrong with that? Anyway, <laughs> talking oh. hearts. <laughs> right, so no, 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 no. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't just name countries that are hot and then say, oh, well, they don't have plastic pitches. What country's hot? 
Spain. You just battered on about Bar- like wait, when's it called in Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> like, you said it's it, not, not just, me. No, no, I'm not just talking about the weather. Yeah. If you're telling me the reason that we've got plastic pitches think... in Scotland is because of the weather, then every pitch also... in Scotland would have that weather. You have under soil heating. Yep. Which is why nine times out of ten games Famous, that famously, played, famously cheap, of course, under soil heating. Under soil heating, nine times out of ten, the games will go ahead. Destroys and con- the pitches. Destroys oh. the pitches. Ask any grounds. I wish, I wish there was a footballer on the show today. And I know the reason why we don't have a guest is because... You're, fo- you're not trusting footballers. Yeah, I am. Because the reason we don't have a guest today, I'll be honest with you, is because we're through in Edinburgh and the guest that we did have booked in was meant to be coming to Glasgow. Yeah. But because Stephen Mill was doing the breakfast show on fourth one, everybody said drop everything and run to Edinburgh because of him. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, I could have gone to Glasgow beside uh, intern Callum and done the show and still had the guest in there. We could have spoke to you down the line, but no, not Stephen Mill. No, I need everybody to come to Edinburgh and be beside me because I'm the king of the castle. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Anyway, getting back to the plastic pitches, they're a joke and they should be abolished in Scottish football. Okay, I finished 2-2 and Craig Gordon's ice skates can go back. What Barry Mackay's miss? <laughs> it was really good, wasn't it? I mean, <sighs> Barry Mackay is someone who you've spoken about at length to the point you actually put Barry Mackay's non-inclusion in the Scotland squad to a point where you were wanting Steve Clark sacked. Now, Barry Mackay, I said at the time, his form wasn't great. Now, I think we can all see Barry Mackay's form isn't that great. Well, because he skied one over the bar yesterday. No, because he's not playing well in general. I mean, that like that can happen. I, I think he's I'm not, not going to dig him uh, up do, about that. Do you know that. what? I don't think he's playing well at the moment. That's because I think he was dropped from the Scotland squad. <laughs> I think that's affected him. I think. I think that affected him. I, I think he thought he was nah, he'd done enough it. up to that point. Absolutely you are at it. At it right? Oh shut up! Is that intern Callum down the line from Glasgow? Exactly. I could. You know the good thing about this is like intern Callum speak. Just hi there, say you anything. Well? Just keep yeah, talking. Hi. Keep okay, talking. Yep. Hi there. You everyone I can fade him down and he goes away. <laughs> And that's great. Uh, that's great. Because so uh, control of his button. Because Dundee United actually won this weekend. What a result against Aberdeen! Absolutely thumped them. You'll be a happy man, intern Callum. We're going to win the league. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm just going to fade them down again. I'll do that. I'll, I'll ask my question, and then I'll just fade them down. Every do you know what? Time. I was surprised. I looked at the stats for that game, right? So I didn't see. I did watch the highlights, but Aberdeen across the board had more chances, had more possession, had more shots on goal than Dundee United, yet they've lost 4-0. Mm-hmm. They've lost 4-0 at Tannadice. It would appear as though they were the better side on the day, but they, they still lost 4-0. Were. That's utter nonsense. They weren't the better side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can't hear Intel Callum again. He's no, gone. He's so gone. there we are. A cracking win for Dundee United. Uh, 4-0 it finished. That was the 6 o'clock kickoff as well, which is one of these trial games. It so 4,000 Aberdeen fans down the road as well. So Can uh, I just say... That could be a way forward for Scottish football in, to, in regards to getting fans through the, the doors mm-hmm. because they can plan their do perfectly and then go out for a wee night out afterwards. Yeah. It works really well. That was a I, jam-packed anodise. I don't mind six o'clock kickoffs. I don't mind Friday night kickoffs either, to be honest with you. I yeah. think they're fairly decent. So uh, we'll see what happens over the next wee while. Uh, Rangers also won 4 0 on Saturday. It was pretty comfortable. They did get a penalty that was in Wasn't no way a penalty, a penalty no. in any way whatsoever. But I will balance it out by saying they probably should have had a penalty in the second time. Uh, when it, the score was at 3-0 mm-hmm. and it looked like there, there was a penalty that right. should have been given that wasn't given but so can I ask you this a, question do you uh, think it goes through the referee's head I shouldn't have given the one that they scored their second from so I'm not going to give them probably 
The yeah. second, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, nah, I've given you one, I'm not giving you another one. Yeah, probably, and I, I think uh, part of it as well, it's uh, a lot easier to give a penalty when it's quite tight at Ibrox um, because you've got the crowd on your back, but if you're not giving Rangers a penalty when they're 3-0 up, it doesn't really matter. because You do the... like a conspiracy theory, don't you? No, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I just think um, with Rangers and Celtic at Parkhead and Ibrox, referees generally bottle it. Um, and do you do you believe give the, the, give the decisions? Be, okay, let me let me put you in and that's the, and that's not having a go at them. No, no, I think that's a human nature thing. You've heard managers down south when they go to Old Trafford or Anfield and go, yep. if that was at the other end, we would have got that penalty. Hundred percent. And the same thing happens here. And that's unfortunately just the way it is. Is it just the pressure of the occasion and where you are? Yeah, I think it takes. A, I, th- I think it would take a strong referee. I mean, even though that was such a ridiculous decision on Saturday, it was nobody even claimed for it. No, like nobody claimed for a penalty. No, and then he, he, he you know, he was the only person that thought it was by the looks of it. And uh, yeah, Declan Gallagher was very, very, very unlucky. So and again, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a great conspiracy. No, I just think that you know somebody goes down in the Rangers box. And uh, or the opposition box, and as a Rangers player, nine times out of ten they give a penalty because they're like, "Well, my my life is hassle enough as it is." To be perfectly honest with you, so uh, yeah, they'll get more hassle if they don't give it. Anyway, comfortable win for Rangers. They won four 0 against St Mirren. Elsewhere, big win for Ross County against Livingston. Huge, massive, massive result for them. And that really there's put- another one with a plastic pitch. Well done, Ross County. Yeah, exactly. Ross County on their grass pitch, managing to adapt to the plastic pitch. Obviously, it'll be strange for them, but they managed to grind out that one 0 win. Hey, talking of Hibs beating Motherwell, Ryan Porteous, Scottish national hero, Ryan Porteous scoring with an absolutely belting header as well one of the best headers this season unbelievable where where does he generate the power for that header it's a looped cross it's taken a deflection he's got to generate the power to plant that in the corner and it's such a good header the goalkeeper doesn't even move yeah he's grounded he just watches it fly past them I mean unbelievable header and I've said it last week and I'm going to say it again Hibs, enjoy Ryan Portis while you've got him because I think next summer he's gone. Four wins on the spin for Hibs and they play Celtic next week at Parkhead as well. So that will be a big Good one. Good game, that. Talking of Celtic, they left it late on Saturday lunchtime. It was 1-0 to Celtic until, what, the 92nd minute? Yeah. St Johnson equalised a really scrappy goal for Celtic to lose and then they go right up the park and win it with Giacomacus as well. What well, was Dre Wright doing, though? What was Dre Wright doing? Well, he, got, he got crammed, didn't he? Oh no, no he's, he's hurt his ankle Was it his ankle yeah, hurt when the I, ball I was blasted at him? That's what it was, yeah And then there's Ryan McGowan Who can actually take out the Celtic winger Could take him out on the on the, on the, the sidelines yeah. And doesn't And he gets, I mean the cross he puts in for Giamakis is unbelievable I mean it's screaming at somebody to get on the end of Do you question this in Johnson goalkeeper? I mean it's four mm. yards out does he come for that? Could Don't he have know. come for that? I mean, he himself was also rude, but the ball in was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, yeah, great goal. And as Celtic have said, they never stop. Mm-hmm. They yep. never stop. I mean, they just piled forward when St. Johnson equalised. We were watching it. You could just see it. But you could see it happening. Yeah, I totally. mean, I mean, that's what Celtic are good at. And also Rangers as well. I mean, they just never give up, do they? I mean, they always go right to the bitter end. Whereas if it was Hearts and somebody scores a late equaliser, the heads are down. Oh, can you believe it? And you just kind of accept what's just happened to you. And you sort of like, this, the, the, the game kind of like, Ends, yeah, quite. I did enjoy rubbish. the clip that's going around social media of uh, 
the Super Scoreboard live reaction to it <laughs> yeah, as well. That's so good, isn't it? Uh, Hugh Evans is getting absolutely roasted, saying that Celtic's season was imploding, yes. and then all of a sudden it was gold flash, and Celtic had scored. So. And here's a wee clip of Shug during that moment. <laughs> Celtic's season is imploding. This will be one win in six now for Celtic, and they have only themselves to blame. They had all manner of chances, they can't score at one end and they can't defend at the other end and that's a lethal cocktail and uh, you know they're all over the place there and it's no more than St Johnson deserves Celtic have been living on their nerves and now the nervous system has collapsed and all over Ibrox there must be people doing cartwheels Goal Flashes with Clyde Bills Home Improvements. And Celtic have gone up the other end and snatched it as Georgius Giacomakis. The fans go crazy behind that goal in Perth. It was down the left-hand side. Dre Wright was injured. He couldn't match the runner. Burnaby got there, flashed one across, and there was Georgius Giacomakis. 95 gone, St Johnston 1, Celtic 2. Can I ask you which pundit predicted that scoreline at 12.30? <laughs> ah, shuggy. Ah, he's some boy, isn't he? Well, he was in here last week, wasn't he? Yeah, you can catch up in case you missed that. Yeah, he, he, he's good. He's, he's a legend. And I listened back to that show and I love listening to the guy. Mm. I mean, he talks some pish at times, let's be honest with you. But we all do in football. We all make mistakes. You more so. Do you think I talk more nonsense than Aye. Hugh Keevans? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, asking yeah. you in turn, Callum, go and put his fader down, please. Right, okay, yeah. Um, I have my moments. Yeah. I'm pretty good at times. Mm. At times. At times, yeah, At times, you know. and, uh, but Shug last week was great. His stories, I mean, we were only scratching the surface with his stories. Exactly. If, if you haven't listened back to it, then I would highly recommend you go back and listen to last week's episode with Hugh Keevans. It was absolutely brilliant. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. It was very good. Let's move on to the Championship, the league that nobody wants to win. So Partick Thistle remain top, but they did lose on Friday night against Inverness, who are four wins on the spin for them. So going good. well, looking good. Also looking good, Air United bouncing back from two back-to-back defeats. 5-0 winners against Queen's Park. Also so five-star performance by Morton as well. They have beaten Hamilton by five goals to nil, so a cracking result for them. Hamilton are struggling under John Rankin, and they are dropping like a stone. However, our both canny win, so it doesn't matter. They drew with Dundee on Saturday. Bobby Lynn scoring an absolute screamer of a free kick as well. And uh, yeah, 1-1 one, one between I, Dun- <laughs> Dundee. What are they doing? See, at the start of the season, I think all of us predicted Dundee to yeah. win the league. Easy, comfortably, straight back up. And it would be who would finish second, third, and fourth? Who would get into those playoff positions was the big debate. See, right now, it's mm-hmm. all over the place. You can't predict it. Don't ever, ever, ever put a championship game in your coupon. Yeah. See, you're well, coupon at the weekend. Don't go anywhere near the championship because you can't predict it. See what you're saying about Dundee there, and they're still only three points off the top. <laughs> That's so, what I mean. It's it, just all over the place. Aye, Everybody's is. beating everybody. Aye, there's rate. draws here, there's goals here. One week you'll get beat 5 0, the following week you win 5 0. I mean, it's just crazy. The league's off its rocker just now. Wraith Rovers beating Cove by three goals to nil as well. So that rounds off the championship results. In League One, it was a thriller between Airdrie and Queen of the South that finished 3 
3-3 there. Airdrie are all over the place. If you want to see goals, go and see an Airdrie match because they either like pump somebody by like six goals to nil or get beat 5-0. 3-3 it was between them and Queen of the South on Saturday. Another three goals at this time, all for Dunfermline though against Alloa. Montrose beat Clyde by three goals to one as well. FC Edinburgh, the shock leaders of League One at this stage of the season. They beat Kelty Hearts 2-0 on Saturday at Meadow Bank and 4-0 was the score between Falkirk and Peterhead. It's a big one this coming Saturday at East End Park because it is Dunfermline versus FC Edinburgh. So the top two meet at East End Falkirk Park. Falkirk are going along nicely, aren't they, with John McGlynn? They have put together a yeah. wee decent runny form, unfortunately. He's so. got his teeth into that team and I think they're going to be up there and about to win. I, well, do you know what I mean? I did predict at the start of the season that they might win the league. And obviously, I was saying that just to annoy you being a Dunfermline fan. Yeah. But I do think it's between Falkirk and Dunfermline for the league. I do think so as well. And obviously, FC Edinburgh have had a really good They'll start to the season, way. but I can't nah. see them maintaining it. But you never know. Nah. Stranger things have happened. In League Two, Bonnie Rigg are struggling a bit now. They got beat again on Saturday by Albion Rovers by two goals to one. It was four for one, East 5 3. East 5 still without a manager as well. Stenhouse Muir 2, Annan 2. Still in Albion 6. Dumbarton now. Now. Dumbarton had won pretty much all their games up until about two weeks ago. And they've imploded. They've absolutely imploded. So Still and Albion are only two points behind them now after that win on Saturday. So Still and Albion six, Dumbarton now. And Elgin City, they won 5-1 last week and they've gone to Stranraer and won 3-2 as well. Uh, that makes it a pleasant journey up the road, I would say, from Stranraer to Elgin. How far away is that? Intern Callum, you can do the sort of mileage on that one. I think that's a... Stranraer to where? Elgin. Elgin, hold like, on. I th- I, like, that must be the longest trip in Scottish football. Has to be. Hold on, let me just see. So if I'm going to Stranraer... I've got it. Maybe no, like, no, wait. Oh, me- don't, how did you get so quick? Because I'm brilliant. I'm hold, on, so, hold on, Hold so on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 it would take me five hours and 29 minutes. That's quite far. Nine hours? Five hours. All oh, right, okay. And 29 minutes. Right, okay. Right. Wow. That's quite far. It's an 11 hour round trip. Yeah, and bear in mind they'll be doing that on a bus as well. I so believe. what's further than Elgin? What do you mean? What do you mean what's further what's than that? Elgin? How's that a question? I'm just looking because see where it is on the map here in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. There's Elgin right at the tip and then it's the sea. But yeah. there's a wee there's a there's a wee bit bef- there's a wee bit further to go before after when you get beyond Elgin. So what's beyond Elgin? Let's talk about the report that's out this morning. Stephen McGowan in the Daily Mail saying that VAR is going to be brought forward, to and be- rightly so, before the World Cup. Thoughts, you and Cameron? I I've got an issue with this. Right, the same the same is a the same way. I've got an issue with plastic pitches. I, I hate the plastic, issue. but sharp you. But I've got an issue with plastic pitches and I've got an issue with VAR. I said at the start of the season, either you bring it in right at the start or you don't bring it in until next season. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure most people would have agreed with that. I hate the fact that some teams are now going to benefit from it when the season's already up and running. So you don't want VAR brought in? I genuinely don't want it in just now. Although I think we should have it 
Because I think there's been some really dodgy calls already this season. Mm -hmm. And the sooner it gets put in place, the better. But I'd rather that we didn't do it 9, 10, 11 games into the season. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Either you bring in at the start of a season, so it's a level playing field to begin with, or you wait until the next campaign. That's why I don't think you should be bringing it in just now. If you're going to bring it in, okay. I agree with the idea of bringing what, VAR into the, what the Scottish about the, game, but what, not, 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 not now. I think it's it's a joke of a decision. What about the school of thought that is, if it's ready and the officials can use it? Right, why was it not ready at the start of the season? I don't know. Well, exactly. Again, just typical... <laughs> but no, but I don't that, know. That, that's the thing, that's a tip, typical of Scottish football. But, but surely... Similar to, surely we're going to sign a seven-year deal for, with Sky. Oh, we, I know we talked about this last week. Not thinking about the bigger picture or looking at what might be better for us going forward let's bring VAR in only in Scotland do we bring it in when the season's already started that would never happen in any other football league never in a million years would that happen they've trialled it in England you know what they did they trialled it in England before they started it in the new season they trialled it mm-hmm. but they never started it halfway into a season or 10 games into a season or 8 games into a season you can't do that what about as I was about to say, the school of thought, that if it's ready, you may as well just start it. If it's, what, it's there, it's ready to go. How, how many games have we played this season in turn, Callum? Nine or ten. Nine or ten games this season. Yep. Right. So, for there's been, there's been a few big decisions that we've debated on this show in the Scottish Premiership that VAR would have overturned. Mm-hmm. Had it been in existence from the start of the season. But we didn't have VAR then. We didn't have VAR then, yeah. Right. So, but now teams are going to benefit from it coming into play now when there's already nine, ten games played. Does that seem fair to you? I mean, because surely, are, teams, surely teams, it's going to be the same for everyone. Like it's it's the same for everyone. Surely, like there's no bias there. So you're quite happy for it to drop, just drop it in whenever. I mean, I support them for one. It's not going to affect us in any way. But, no, but do you think, in regards to Scottish football, do you think it's right just if to it, drop it whenever it's ready? If it's ready and the officials are comfortable at using it, then surely it's a good thing to have it on board as, as soon as possible. Look at the boy who won the penalty for Aberdeen. Yeah. Against, who was it? Yeah, was it yeah. Kilmarnock? That would have been overturned. That, the referee would have gone and look at the monitor and went, that's not a penalty. I know. Right? So that could have changed the game. Right, Kilmarnock okay. might have got something out of the game that day. Yeah, but then, like... But I'm saying there's so many instances... How, how far back do so you many, take it? But that's what my point is. There are so many instances like that in the first 10 games of this season that so could have dramatically would... changed the course of a game. So they've missed out on the benefit of a referee having VAR to help them. And now going forward, they can now use they, VAR. They, they can now be helped by VAR. Yeah, I know, but once... So that say... doesn't happen again. So you'd rather they continue keep making mistakes uh, the entire season? Level playing field. If you can't have it to start, it's a level playing field. It's not a level playing field. People have missed out on it. Yeah, but they've missed out on big decisions. So your your remedy to that is to just have them continue to miss out on things. Yes. So it's a level playing field, (laughs) and as I say, it levels itself out over the course of a season. So that's not true. No, but that's but but that's I know it's a cliche thing to say. Yeah, but it's not. See when it comes to VAR. Yeah, it's either. Start the season or not at all. Yeah. And that's the point that I've been making for, for, for months now. At Big Football Scott, we will uh, no doubt have some opinions. Can on I that, ask sure. in turn Callum, who's listening to, down the line in Glasgow? Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that every time. Like, I'm just here. 
People don't need to know that I'm down a line in Glasgow. But yeah, I've been forced to come to Edinburgh. So intern Callum's down the line in Glasgow. So what do you think about intern Callum? I think uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I just love fading on dying. It's so good. He was just about to start his point there. Do you know what? And the thing is, nobody cares what intern Callum thinks. No. Like, nobody cares. No, but you know what the thing is, right? What? The more and more you do that, yeah. the more annoyed he's going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You still there, intern Callum? <laughs> Amazing. This is so good. I'm so glad we're in a different studio. Right, uh, let's move on then. And uh, let's do a wee bit of Scottish football weather. So last week we asked you a few questions and it was if Scottish football were spooky. Now, obviously that makes perfect sense because uh, at this point it was the 3rd of October and Halloween's on the 31st of October. So it made sense to do that now (laughs) as opposed to on the 31st of October when we will be recording a podcast, by the way, on Halloween itself. Could we we revisit it then? then? Oh, I mean, probably. I mean, what is it, three weeks' time until the 31st of October? So you don't need to give all the answers that you've got just now and keep some of them for two weeks from now. Yeah, we could do that. I guess we could do that. We could revisit it. I I think we do revisit it. So this is like a wee teaser ahead of what will be Halloween in a couple of weeks' time. Exactly. So basically, whoever runs this podcast and decides that is an absolute idiot. So best and worst shouts from at Big Football Scott on Twitter. Let's have Ricky Spence up first. He says Grave Rovers. Grave Rovers. Grave Rovers. I guess it's meant to be like Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers. Kyogo Furugashley. Kyogo Furugashley. Ghastly, Ricky Spence. No, Ghastly. Yeah, who's Ghastly? As in like Kyogo Furagashi is his name. Uh huh. Furagashi. Uh huh. Is it? Let's move on and uh, go to Soccer Zine who says Heltic FC. Hell, hell. Oh, Heltic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. These are poor, by the way. Mark Thompson says Tommy Fright. Uh, Tam Scobby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Not bad, not bad. <laughs> uh, Zombielel Moshni, Lana Werewolf. It's <laughs> from Mark Thompson. Um, <laughs> Who's she? <laughs> Who she play for? <laughs> no idea. Uh, the Falkirk Daft Podcast. All the boys there. Hello to you, uh, Simon Bloodstainrod. Simon Bloodstainrod. Yeah. Bloodstainrod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pumpkin Eddie. Pumpkin Eddie. Pumpkin Eddie. Who? I don't know. Who's the player? Falkirk folk, you never know. And uh, Tim Gould would go straight in there. Tim, Tim Gould? Tim. Aye, remember the goalkeeper that played with Falkirk? His name wasn't Tim. It's Cruel. It's Jonathan Gould. No. Tim Cruel. Bobby Dutch Jonathan. goalkeeper. He was on oh, Cruel! Yes, yes. Yeah, Newcastle boy. Now at Norwich. We're not even halfway through here. Um, so what would, what would Jonathan Gould... That would, that would work as well, yeah. Yes, yeah. well done, you've got one. Uh, smiley face says Jimmy Cauldron Wood. Calderwood, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Blackcat. <laughs> Ryan Jack O'Lantern. Do you believe in that kind of thing? Kenny if, a, if a black cat walks in front of you? Not at all. Do you, do you walk under a ladder? Yes. Have you ever smashed a, a mirror? No. No. Would you worry if you smashed a mirror? No. No, okay. Just no. asking. I'm not suspicious at all. Moving on. Not suspicious. I'm not superstitious at all. <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Bertie Volks train from Juan Cornetto. The what train? Bertie Volks train, the ghost train. Nah, nah. It's... Nah. Kiesing uh, Young Guns. What? Kiesing Young Guns. From, guns? Yeah, from our podcast pal, Roger Hanna. Guns? Yeah. What's that going to do with Halloween? Andy Horror Day. Nah. 
from GM. No, no, we always try and squeeze in an Andy Halliday oh. one, but that doesn't work. Hello to Chris Cole, Edward Scissor Hands Hill House. Is there Scissor Scissor Edward Hands? Scissor Hands Hill House? Hands Hill House. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, Mark Grave Yardley. Who's Mark Yardley? Mark Yardley, St Mirren striker, big boy. What now? No, back in the day. Uh, Bat Nevin. <laughs> And uh, like uh, David Scary. That's from uh, Michael Martin. Oh, David Neary. Uh, Stephen Kingsley. No. Stephen what? Kingsley. Slay or Slay? Ah, Kingsley. No. Nah. Uh, Kevin Van Scream. Is that Van Veen? Yep. Van Scream? No. Nah. Uh, and also from Graham McLean, uh, Tony, I know what you did last summer. She's <laughs> <laughs> very good. I like that. Uh, Night of the Livingston Dead. Yeah. Andy Halley, Day of the Dead. Yeah, I like that. Johnny Mac. Well done, Johnny Mac. Bobby Goblin <laughs> from Backpost. <laughs> Ryan Poltergeist from Jason Howden. Uh-huh. Uh, Timo Spooky. Oh, we're getting better. <laughs> Lyndon Yikes. Oh, I like that. From Mark Stewart. Pika Boo Boo Baldy. <laughs> and Chrissy T as well. getting much better now. Uh, Booey Molt. Booey Malt, yeah, like uh, that. Stab Douglas. <laughs> That's from D Hughes. Uh, Ange Postacog, woo! <laughs> no. From Paddy Boy. Not having that. Uh, the Blair Spittle Project. Uh, That's from Miko. Silence of the Ricky Lammies. Uh, Shane Duffy, the Vampire Slayer. Cabin in the Gary Woods. That's all from John X. And from G Smith, Murderwell. So there you are. <laughs> Favourite horror movie of all time. Well, I'm not going to give uh, much away, but have you seen Insidious? Have you seen that Insidious before? is an amazing movie. And you know what I'm going to play right now? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, no, scary. Here we go. Enough of that. Very good film. Um, what are we going for? I like... I like the Bobo Baldi one. Bobo Baldi, yeah. Pika Boo Boo Baldi from Chrissy <laughs> T. And an honourable mention uh, for Tony, I Know What You Did Last, last Summer. summer yeah. well. that Again, that was a good film. Graham McLean. That, that was a good film with Neve Campbell. Yes, absolutely. Right. Scream's good. Yeah, the new Scream. Oh, There's a new Scream nah. just now on Netflix. Not for me. Uh, so we'll leave the horror chat behind. Hopefully it won't be a horror show for the Scotland women's national yeah, side. See what I did there? That was really yeah. good. Taking on Ireland and, in case you're not listening and you're listening sort of after it, so the game hasn't played yet. So we should do two things here. Right. Right. Scotland are beating Ireland. Oh, oh what a result. Amazing. And we've qualified for the World Cup. That's oh, amazing. Tremendous. Yeah. Oh, oh can you believe that? Oh, I can actually. I actually see we beat Austria. Scotland. I thought we've beaten the big ones. The yeah. tough team who were there at the European Championships gave England a run for their money. We beat them at Hamden. I thought Ireland was just going to be an easy victory. And yeah. uh, we've lost 7 0. Absolutely. 7 0. Absolutely. <laughs> God, glorious I'll, failure again. Anyway, in a, in a more serious note, we'll beat Ireland. Yeah, our, so. our, The cup final was against Austria. And it's a slightly complicated playoff system. I was system. going to ask you to explain this. So, there are three ties. Correct, there is. And basically, if Scotland win, Scotland will qualify for the World Cup. Okay? Yes. Which is getting held in Australia and New Zealand. Correct, next year. But there are a certain set of results in the other playoffs. Yeah that Scotland would then become the lowest-ranked seed. And wouldn't make it. And wouldn't make it, 
we'd have to then go into a intercontinental playoff. Correct. Like what Scotland did in 1985 when we played Australia. But it's even more complicated than that. It's like a group system. Do you remember that when Frank McIverney scored no, a couple of goals? because I was minus four years old. Right, so in 1985, we had to play a playoff against Australia home and away. Yes, and I we beat that. And we beat Australia 2-0 at home. We drew 0-0 in Australia and we qualified for the, 1990, sorry, the 1986 World Cup. So what's happening with the women's team here? Is something similar? Is that what you're telling me? So apart from no, so if, it's, if we, it's not just it's not just a two-legged tie. It's like a group or something like that, and they have to. It's an intercontinental play. group. It's like a tournament, a, a mini tournament. A, yeah. So, so intern Callum yeah. coming here, ten team, a ten team tournament. Oh, hold, yeah. wait. To qualify for the yeah. World Cup, we need to play yeah. in a 10-team tournament. Might have to play. Might <laughs> have, have to. to play. So as it stands right now, the way the results have gone, we will qualify if we if we beat Ireland tomorrow. Yes. Right. Uh, well, if something happens tomorrow that mm. goes again, what needs to happen tomorrow for us to have to go into another tournament to get to the World Cup? Does oh. anyone know what we have to do? Yes, I do. So basically, what has to happen... Portugal need to be Iceland. One of these two things need to happen. Either Portugal need to be Iceland or Wales need to beat Switzerland. And then therefore as long as Scotland But Wales already won the, f- the Wales won Wales beat Bosnia the other Aye. day. Wales are playing Switzerland in the next bit the same yeah. the same as what Scotland are in. And as long as Portugal beat Iceland, which they'll do. And or Wales beat Switzerland. That one I'm not so sure. Scotland so any, j- just one of those two. Just one of those two. I so think. if Portugal which should be Iceland and expected to be Iceland win, then we're fine as long as we beat Ireland. Pretty much. But yes. if Iceland were to cause a shock and beat Portugal, we would be in that intercontinental yes. tournament to get to the World and Cup. I can tell you that the teams in that are as follows. Chinese Taipei, Thailand, Cameroon, Senegal, Haiti, Panama, Paraguay, Chile and Papua New Guinea. And they'll take place in the summer, next summer. So Ahead is, of the World Cup? Yes. Yes, that's what's going to happen. And, I mean, and, and there's a group A, there's a group B, right. there's a group C, and it all looks Scotland, extremely complicated. It doesn't matter how we get there, but I know we'll be Ireland. And Apologies, if we have, it's taking place in February if it goes February. There. So I would say that no matter what happens, as long as we beat Ireland, Scotland will beat the World Cup. I think pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, You yeah. don't want to be going to that tournament in February right enough. But if we have to go to that tournament, I would have no fears there whatsoever. Yeah. So, anyway, good luck. Yeah, the best of luck to, to our women's team. Absolutely. 100%. Let's talk about the men's team then. And it was the Euro 2024 qualifying draw yesterday. And Scotland are in a group with the following. Spain, Norway, Georgia and Cyprus. Oh. We were here a couple of weeks ago. It's not celebrating. Ideal. We were going all cool in the gang. Celebrate good times. Come on. Mm-hmm. We're a second C. We're going to get an easier group and a better chance to qualify for the European Championships. Bring it on. Bring it on. Being second seeds hasn't helped one little bit. Well, we could have picked a harder group if we tried. Mm, we, well, no, yeah, we, we could No, no. I mean, for a second seed I'm talking about, we couldn't have picked a harder group. Spain and Norway. Georgia's a nightmare to go to. Cyprus ain't an easy team to play against. Home or away. We struggled in the past against them. I know, but that doesn't matter. That's in the past. I know, but I'm just saying that of all the teams we could have got, we, we could have, really we could, we could have got group. Ukraine. We could have got Sweden. We could have got... Norway were the hardest team to get in that group. Mm, I don't know. I don't See, th- we Odegaard no, no, and Haaland. So I'm going to disagree with you here because... 
I have looked at Norway's results over the past so 18 I. months. They've had some good results or some bad results, a bit like us. So they're beatable. Like you're yeah. you're you're down in the dumps because obviously Haaland is unbelievable. Odegaard's is, amazing. Do you watch him used against Liverpool? Odegaard's a great player as well, but the rest of the team isn't that great. Sorloth is all right. Yeah, but we've got lots of players who are decent yeah, I as know, well. But I, just, I, I think you're being a bit down on this, to be honest with you. I think, and I'm calling it right now, we will qualify from this group. We'll finish second, and it'll all be fine. I think. I think Spain will wipe the floor with everyone else. I think Spain will comfortably win the group, which is fine. I think we will beat Cyprus home and away. I think we'll beat Georgia home and away. And I think we will not get beaten Norway and we'll beat Norway at Hamden to qualify in the final game. So we get four points against Norway? I think we get four if points. If we get four points against I, I, Norway, I, I we'll also, qualify. I also think that Norway are capable of dropping points. But so are we. Yeah, so are, we are, yes. We are. That's, but, why, that's why I think it's the toss of a coin. I think the two games against Norway are key. I really do. Because I think we might just match each other's results in the other games. I really do. I just I just think those games are going to be key. Scotland will open their campaign at home against Cyprus. Happy with that. Then at home to Spain. Happy with that. Three days later. If we can get four points on that, I'd bite your hand off it right now. Saturday 17th of June, Norway versus Scotland. Away. Away. That's, that's key. If we can go into that game with four points... They know they have to win their home uh, game. I, I can't. Mm, Spain at home. I think Spain will beat us. Uh, Scotland. Well, Spain. Uh, Spain are at home. Yeah. No, we're at home against right. Spain. Okay. I, I mean, again, at Hamden, you never know, right? If I mean, we were, you're I, all over the place I'm here. Not, you're you're having us not qualifying. No, then you're never, having us drawn never, with Spain. I never said we were unqualified. I just said it's a really tough group. If we could go to Norway with four points, what a position that puts us in, right? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great because Norway know they have to win their home games. And then we go there, four points in the bag. Oh, totally, yeah. I admire your newfound optimism in the last two minutes. Uh, Scotland versus Georgia three days later after that. So that's a big double header at the end of the season. Huge. Then, September, Friday, 8th, Cyprus versus Scotland in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. And then Spain versus Scotland in Spain. Final two matches are going to be blockbuster because look at it again, look at it, it's there staring us in the face. We're away to Georgia in the <laughs> second last game and that is Thursday 16th of November and then we finish on the Sunday at home to Norway. I think it's going to come down to that and if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say Scotland will beat Norway and qualify for the Euros. Let me take you back to when Alex McLeish was in charge of Scotland. Second last game of the campaign, we were away to Georgia. And I know. We lost, I, and we lost, I know. we lost 2-0 and we went down to the final game against Italy. It was a shootout against Italy to qualify for a major tournament. And we lost through that horrendous decision by the referee. Yeah, But, but, but that's my point. I know, so but that, now that, we can right a wrong exactly. by going to Georgia. It also happened under Gordon Strachan. It did as well, yes. We got beat by Georgia in the second last game. Yeah. And then I think our, our, our next game was away to Slovenia or something yes. like that. And we ended up drawing 2-2. Two, two, two. And we didn't qualify. Lee Griffith scored, I seem to remember. But that means we're due a win. That's not Georgia. my point. We're due a win yeah. in Georgia. But you'd like to think we're going to that, in that Norway game, having them slipping up somewhere and we're already qualified. That would be and ideal. It, and it turns into a party. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be ideal. But so what a day that would be! If managed, it's a winner takes all. I think I've managed to convince you here. I oh, think I've managed I still to think convert it's a tough you. Group. I, I still know, think it's a really tough I group. I didn't say it wasn't a tough group, but I think I've managed to convert you to the right side of thinking. I love much. that England got Italy and Ukraine. I, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't even see England's group. I was just, I was too busy going, oh no. When it, but now I've had time to digest it and think about it, I think we should be. We should be qualifying from that, and I think there's no reason why we can. I don't think that Norway will have enjoyed having Scotland in our group. To no, be no, 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 no. They'll, they they'll be annoyed. That. Exactly. They'll be annoyed. Yeah. They would, would have wanted to avoid us as well. Uh, right, let's move on, because we've got some big European fixtures this week, so... Hard Rock Hallelujah Hard Rock Eurovision and uh, you weren't far away last week you did say that Liverpool would win comfortably they did you it did. was too good on seven yeah it was and you did think uh, to be fair you thought that Celtic might get a point and I thought they were unlucky not to I thought Joe Hart making that mistake that yeah. led to RB's second so goal those damn grass pitches that they play on tell you and uh, and then obviously Thursday night a hilarious match at Tynecastle where uh, I, mean, I did, thought it'd be 1-1 one, one. did Hearts have a shot on goal did they don't think they did shocking performance so they do it all again this week except the other way around so it's Celtic at home against RB Leipzig now it's a big couple of games for Celtic because if they win those two games they've pretty much qualified for the last 16 yeah Huge uh, against them and Shakhtar at home. So, what are you thinking? It's massive tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, it is huge against RB Leipzig at home. Now, RB, I thought looked very good against Celtic last week. Their 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 league form has got better as well in Germany. In Kunku up front, what it's a player bad, he is! Yeah. Eh? he's not going to be there much longer. I just can't see Celtic doing it unless they change the way they play. I know that's not going to happen that's not going to happen and it leaves them exposed then so I think that RB will come there and go right Celtic you need a win come on try and play through us and then they'll just hit them on the counter with their pace and their their quality I could actually see RB winning this 2-1 to RB Leipzig okay so the reverse fixture for Rangers at Ibrox against Liverpool Liverpool losing to Arsenal yesterday did you watch it? seen bits of it yeah and Liverpool were great in the first half and then they lost a stupid goal in the 48th minute of the first half if that Liverpool turns up the way they turned up last week at Anfield then Rangers could be obliterated again but they picked up a couple of key injuries yesterday Trent Alexander will be out oh that's a bonus uh, Diaz will be out well that's another bonus yeah um, Ibrox I mean, the, the, we watch what Rangers did to RB Leipzig, to Dortmund. Could they do something tomorrow night? But also, Rangers were pretty much dismantled by Napoli. Yeah, I know, I know, but I, th- I think they know this is it. It's, um, it's, it's, it's win or bust for them against Liverpool. I still think Liverpool will beat them, but I don't think it'll be an annihilation. I think it could be something like a three-one. Okay. To Liverpool. And finally, Hearts in Italy to take oh. on Fiorentina. Can can we just sort of like just send a letter to UEFA and say, mate. can we just um, forfeit, 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 forfeit this game and we'll take a 3-0 loss? Okay. <laughs> would, you, would you rather take that? Yeah. Right, okay. I'll take a 3-0 loss and say, okay. we, we can't turn up because <laughs> um, somebody's got diarrhea and it's and it's swept through the entire squad. And you'd rather take forfeit. the 3-0? Yeah. yeah. Take I the forfeit. think they could obliterate us. I think it could be an embarrassing night in Italy. 
I mean, if they, if they played the way that they did against us at Tynecastle, if you could keep eleven men on the pitch, that would help. Five to six nil. Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay, well, there we are. We have covered quite a lot in this podcast. We... So we're not very positive about Scotland's chances in Europe this week? No. No, I don't A bit like so. last week when we lost it in Eurovision to Liverpool. Yeah. Shocking I'm... decision! To be fair, I'm not that fussed about that. To be I was fussed. Uh, I'm a huge can't... Eurovision fan. I can't really care. Less I was going to invite you to a Eurovision party if Glasgow had got it. Yeah. Would you have come to my Eurovision party? Oh, who else would have been there? Is it just me and you? Intern so, Callum. I'm not coming. I'm busy. Yeah, aye, he's busy. Well, what's wrong with the Eurovision Song Contest? It's an amazing competition. I, no, I don't mind it, but I just oh, I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered with that, to be honest with you. Save your kisses for me. Save all your kisses for me. Making your mind up. Do you know there's only one song that I want the UK entrant to perform next year? And it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we need to go before this podcast gets cancelled. So, thank you very much Is for listening. It? Yeah, that's it. We have been talking for quite a long time, Ian. I know it hasn't felt like it because it's been good fun, but you know, all good things must come to an end. So, don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use, and you don't miss a podcast that way. Keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football wearer. We'll stick one out a wee bit later on in the week, and we'll be back. Next Monday with, with another, a guest. With a guest. We'll another, be in Glasgow Studios. We will be with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. But that is it from me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. See ya. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks.